This Krebs Corner, the ball is in your court. Swish. What's up, guys? This is another episode of Krebs Corner, my 13th episode, and here I am with Keegan Usley, or as some people know him on TikTok as King Moksu. Um, Keegan, just drop your handles on Twitter and Instagram. Yo, what's up, guys? My, uh, my Twitter is at King Moksu TikTok. Find me on TikTok, three mil at King Moksu on Instagram at King Mokes to official. Dude, I'm just self-promoting out here. I don't give a fuck. Go follow me, boys. Come on. What are you doing? Yeah, man. So, Keegan, I've known you for a couple years now. We went to school uh, for one year together at Plymouth. So, where did the whole King Mokes nickname come from? Uh, dude, I'm going to be honest. I pulled it out of my ass, okay? I, uh, I used to play, like, Call of Duty and shit, and my, like, my uh, gamer tag and stuff on Xbox was, like, was, like, Moxity or some shit. And I just fucking changed it. I just, like, shortened it somehow. I don't know. I, it literally means nothing. So that's my, like, fucking most hated question, only because, like, I don't know. And I feel like an idiot every time I, every time I try to explain it because there's no meaning behind it. People expect it to have, like, some deep meaning. It, I literally just made it up. I have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say, when I, when I first saw your, like, social handles, it was just, like, a weird, unique thing where people obviously know you as it, and then no one else has it. So I was wondering where it came from. Yeah, I just made it up. So do people, when you go out to L.A. and meet these new people, do you introduce yourself as Keegan, or do you introduce yourself as your social handle name? Dude, it's so weird out in L.A., like, I when I'm meeting new people, I, I typically introduce myself as Keegan, but like nobody calls you by your first name. Everybody just calls you by the name that like you're known for. Like, uh, like when I was with uh, the kid Leroy, like Leroy was I was calling him Leroy. He was calling me Moksu. It was kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, that's just how they like. That's just how it is out there. So that's how it is with everyone. I know you hang out with some different rappers and stuff like that, and that's how and some other content mm -hmm. here. That's how everyone is out there. Yeah, for sure. Like, now, is, nobody really connects with each other under their first name. That's that's different. That's different. Now, how do you transition? Because I know you fly from Plymouth, Ohio, small town, population of less than 2,000. <laughs> you fly out to L.A. So how does your um, persona as a person change versus your home Plymouth life going out to L.A. and hanging out with celebrities at, at, out at the night in L.A.? I mean – I mean, it's cool as fuck. Like, I obviously I enjoy like every second of, of it, but I don't really change. Like, I don't know, like how I am right now. That's how I am in LA. Like, just because I'm in a new like geographical location doesn't mean like you know my personality changes or anything. I'm pretty much the same like all the time. I'm just myself, you know. Like no. it's uh, it's kind of crazy though going from fucking horse and buggies and like fucking beat up Hondas and shit like that to like going out there and everyone's just whipping teslas and g-wagons and fucking lambos like it's nothing like literally teslas out there are the equivalent of hondas here like it's just insane i don't get it it's a different breed out there no i think that's super cool that you obviously don't change your uh how you're how you are in your attitude versus when you're around the kid Leroy and celebrities out there versus you're hanging out with kids over here who have known you for the past four years now and it's kind of weird or it's kind of cool how even though your social status has obviously changed 
over the mm -hmm. past couple of years, how you stay true to yourself and your attitude and what you truly believe in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to switch up just for like, just because of a bag. Like that's, that doesn't make it like, you know, I'm just me. And if people don't like it, they can suck my dick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to change for anybody. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's your being like true to yourself and true to who you are as a person. Now, for sure. kind of coming back to Plymouth life and talking about that. Do you think that, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick when I say this, but do you think some people back at home kind of maybe like found you annoying at first when you tried making these videos and when you blow up now they like try to be your friend and try to like get in your inner oh, one hundred percent one hundred percent now how do you how do you act like that around people because like don't get me wrong like i'm not trying to be an asshole when i come off of this question i just have to ask it because i know mm -hmm. people are like that so when you start gaining Obviously, you came from a, making a shirtless video. Uh, from my understanding, you came from a shirtless video. Probably seemed a little corny and tacky to some people. But now you're blowing up. You're flying to L.A. You're kind of a, a recognizable face on TikTok when it comes to people just seeing you on a For You page. How do, how do you deal with people who just try to become your friends out of the blue? Um, you know, like, I don't ever, like, call anybody out, Blake. I'm never going to call someone out who does it, but I definitely recognize it. And if you think that you're being sneaky by like, you know, switching up and like acting like that, I realize it. I'm not stupid. I notice that you're doing it, but I'm still going to treat you like every, everybody else. Like that goes back to the part where I said, like, I'm not going to switch up for anybody. Like if someone's going to be, you know, like that, let them do them. I mean, but I know the truth about like who they are and fucking how they feel about me. Like I'm not an idiot. I definitely no, recognize when people are doing that. Yeah, that's super cool. Sure. You you know, and you don't come off as a dickhead way, but you are not oblivious to it. Because I've had, and like, I like, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that said that, but I've said from I've said to my close circle, I'm like, I'm like, you know, how many people are probably trying to get into Keegan's inner circle when they were probably the same people hating on him when they're doing the process. That's kind of what I'm going through is I'm trying to make, yeah. something, I'm trying to make something bigger than what it is right now. And sometimes I'm biting off more than I can chew, but I was reflective. And I'm like, people are probably going to think this is tacky of him posting a bunch of shit on his social media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But let's just say, I mean, you grew from how many followers to now you got 3 million on TikTok, and people are trying mm -hmm. to get your inner circle. So it's definitely, the first ones that were in your circle and supportive definitely those guys are yeah. the smartest yeah right i now. keep them close and then everyone else i just like i don't really keep them close but i accept the fact that they want to be my friend but like it doesn't go unseen or unheard the fact of what they're trying to do like i know what they're trying to do but i just go along like whatever i'm not even going to be in ohio much longer anyway so oh, my question is what are your plans um, moving out of Ohio? What are your plans post-graduation of high school? I'm guessing that's the only thing that's holding you in Ohio for now. Um, or do you plan on moving out? Of uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. I'm actually uh, set up to move next month on the 10th. I'm going to be moving to Los Angeles. So I'm going to pack up my car, get a U-Haul get a, uh, trailer, pack it with all my stuff, and then my mom, my sister, and I are going to, like, drive down. Like, you know, it's like a last family road trip type of deal. And then uh, we're going to just, like, you know, stop and see things on the way, have fun. And then when we get there, I'm going to stay, and they're going to fly back. 
That's cool. That's cool. We'll get we'll get ahead of talking about the future of you and your brand um, later yeah. in the, later in the pod. We'll get into that. But so you were recently verified on Instagram. How do you feel about that? Is that is that something that you were really accomplished and really feel good about? Uh, yeah, I really did not expect it to happen. Um, but that's kind of like a, you know, if I feel like that's a thing that's like you know I can make this. It made me realize I could turn this into something bigger. Not just everybody gets verified. You know, it's pretty uh it's pretty challenging to get verified. So I feel like now that I have that, it's kind of motivated me more to be like, oh wow, maybe like I'm not just some, you know, random fucking dude. Like I can maybe turn this into something bigger. And that's what I'm constantly trying to do, turn turn things into bigger things, you know? Yeah. yeah. So being being verified on Instagram is obviously a big deal for the company of Instagram, how big it's got in the last five years and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I checked today and you are verified on TikTok with three million followers. So what do you think, I know? So what do you think you have to do? Or like do you obviously you want to be verified on Instagram, but like what do you think you got to do with three million followers to be verified on it or be verified on TikTok? Okay, so if it was anybody else, they would have been verified by now. Okay. It's just uh like I've talked to TikTok and they just are hesitant about verifying me because of the type of content that I make. Because I don't I don't make PG content, okay? Like I make I make what I want to make and you know, I let it rip. Like I'm not thinking about like who's going to see it or whatever. Like that's not something that I care about, honestly. I just post things and make them. So, I just actually had a meeting with uh, my manager and TikTok like two days ago. And they said that at this time they cannot verify me, but they said that they have a feeling within the next like 60 days that they'll be able to uh, make it happen. Um, if that doesn't work, my manager has like two other things that we can think of that will make them have to verify me, but we're not going to pull that out until uh, we see what happens. Yeah. Like definitely well, deserve verification on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Three million followers and how big you are on follow your pages for literally anyone. Uh, I definitely mm-hmm. you deserve a verification now, and you don't want to pull that card of like stomping on their neck about getting a verification unless you have to at that point. Yeah, but, unless I have to, which I'm willing to do, 100. <laughs> percent I have all of the steps. I've got all of the steps planned out. We're we're gonna we're working on it but we're not doing it until they say, you know, they can't verify me in 60 days. Now, okay, so here's a person who obviously I'm not a lot, no one that I personally know is verified on um, anything. So what's the difference between not being verified versus being verified besides a blue check beside your name? Uh, Pretty much nothing. It's just like a little bit of a, you know, ego boost, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) like you did it. Yeah, you know, something like that. Like, uh, and if you go into like uh, live streams or something on Instagram, like your your comments get like prioritized in the comments, so oh. like people see them. And if you DM someone who's, uh, if you DM someone and you're verified, it like goes to the top of their inbox or like gets pushed up, so they'll see it. So that's cool. But other than that, there's really nothing other than like you know a pat on the back. That's about it. Now, you did mention about how your content is um, not the most PG rated. And I had this question. Actually, I had this question planned out. Uh, I recently yes. saw your uh, most recent TikTok of just if, if you I'm not going to mention it, but if you haven't seen it, go see it for this question 
Um, when we talk about canceled culture, and it's a big thing, David Dobrik, obviously a big, mm-hmm. um, a big content creator over at LA, uh, with canceled culture in America, seeing that you aren't afraid of making very edgy posts, and you did do a Twitter poll uh, recently that said, what's the difference mm-hmm. between edgy and racist and blah, blah, blah. How scared are you? Mm-hmm. you can, how, like... I don't want to say scared, but how are you going to take factor that you are getting bigger and that we cancel culture in America, you make one wrong move and they're done with you. I mean, you saw David Dobrik, one of the bigger YouTubers out there and they're mm-hmm. shunning him. So what, how are you going to control your content when you are in LA full time? All right. So the thing with David Dobrik and like people that of that, you know, status, um, their content is made for younger people. Or like, you know, it's not on the edgy side. Like they don't make edgy content. So if something like that happens, the viewers are surprised about it because like, oh my God, he's like the Mr. Fucking Angel Boy of YouTube. And if he does one wrong thing, it's it's over for him. But for me, the content I make is built up to be like, well, man, this dude is a disappointment. Okay, He's going to say whatever he wants. And he doesn't give a shit. And if something did come out, like uh, like people find a, a joke that I made, so it's like, well, I mean, they kind of should expect it. Like it's it's something you should expect from me, honestly. Like uh, I feel like that's the advantage I have over other creators, and the fact that like you can't get canceled if you don't care. That's also that's also kind of true. I mean, I don't care. So are you saying like, okay, with that statement, you're saying like even if you got like slammed for a post, you just would wear it on your sleeve and go about it. Yeah, pretty much. If I got slammed for a post, I, I might like, you know, maybe I'll reevaluate and be like, Oh, that, that might've been a little too far, but uh, I'll probably make jokes about the fact that it happened. Yeah. Like, so the difference basically I'll probably was, make future jokes about it. Yeah. The difference between you and Dobrik are saying is Dobrik went into the YouTube game going for kid audience and basically set his bar of this is this is the highest I can go. I can't I can't mess with any jokes higher than this. As to your yeah. you walked in the door of obviously if anyone knows you're following, you make sexual jokes, you make jokes that might I'm not even gonna like throw your name on no, yeah no, no I get what you're saying. You and make, yeah that's exactly edgy, what I'm saying. Very edgy tiptoe in the line jokes. And mm-hmm. if anyone has seen your post, you this is not new news to them. This is not new news to you. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you already set the bar that this is the content that you're putting out and you don't care what people think about you. So people mm-hmm. shouldn't expect your content to get any cleaner the higher that the more viral that you go. Yeah, I'm staying the same. I'm not switching up. That's really, that's really, I'm really admired that out of a person like a person that I know first name basis, but a person who I've, I've always wanted to keep true to myself no matter what people I've been around no matter what situations I am I've always wanted to keep to my morals and how my attitude uh has stayed the same and I really think that's uh really cool and very respectable out of you is you just don't you're gonna be Keegan Usley you're gonna do what you want like don't care if it's gonna press someone or sure. that's really that's really admirable hearing uh from a person who has had a social status I mean Dude, from the first time I met you, you were a big, tall kid who moved to Plymouth that played lineman on JV football. 
and from you to go from there to here now, and you seem like the, even though the social status has changed, the uh, personality has never changed. And that's something that I really respect. I, I know we, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we were the best of friends and you know what I mean? But like, yeah. like knowing a lot of people probably, a lot of people probably thought that your jokes were tacky or corny. And now those same people are probably like, Oh my gosh, he did it. And your same friends are sitting around being like, Oh, we thought he was the funniest kid three years ago before this all happened. And like, I think that's really cool that you still have your inner circle of people who, yeah, sure. who can remember and be like, these guys helped me on the way, even when nothing was blowing up, nothing was happening. Like it was just school, lunch, table talk. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So going on to, we're going to talk about the people in LA that you have met. Now, I don't, I, mm -hmm. I actually, I forgot to ask you this. I don't know who, it seems like you're really close to this guy. He just made the song SOS. So, uh, what's his name? Sorry. Soeko, or uh, I'm pronouncing it wrong. I know. Soeko? Yeah, Soeko. Yeah, I'm actually, cool with him. I actually really like this song. How is he like in person? Because it seems like he's a really cool dude. I mean, he made a song with Travis Barker. So, you got some social stats if you're hanging out with Travis Barker. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty cool. Uh, I was just at his concert when I was in L.A. Um, he's good at live performances for sure. But yeah, when I was back in when I was back in L.A. in December, I uh, I stayed at his house for like three days or something. Uh, yeah, he's a really cool dude. We uh, just hung out, uh, made some videos, and just vibe kind of. But yeah, I stayed at his crib for like three days. He's cool. Now you mentioned or you have had affiliations with celebrities like the Kid Leroy, Miley Cyrus, Lil Nas X. So I'm gonna give you the floor for a second. And kind of just give a background for the people who have never seen your TikTok video of how you met Kid Leroy and kind of explain that whole situation because that's crazy. That's that's kind of nuts to me. Yeah. All right. So I was sitting at like 1.6 mil on TikTok. Um, I was starting to get a little bit demotivated. I wouldn't say like too demotivated, but a little bit. And uh, I was scrolling through the For You page and I heard, without you by the kid the ruin i was like all right no, that sounds cool i could i could probably do something with that you know i'll i'll try something so i turned on the sound i just got my phone set against uh against my microwave and took my shirt off and just like recorded so, like i had no idea what i was gonna do when i hit play or when like when i hit record i had no fucking idea uh i just hit play and then recorded that dumb shit and then put something above my like a caption above my head and uh yeah it was fucking history from there um those that video got like four mil and then the next video got like 30 mil and then like 40 10 mil 20 mil like every single video i was posting was getting between we're getting at least like five million views per video that i was doing and uh what happened was the kid leroy's manager like reached out to me and was like yo can you come down to la and like record a video with me? i was like fuck yeah dude just just let me know when uh, he was like, can you do it in like two days? And I was like, oh shit. So, uh, I, had, I had like barely left Ohio before that. And I've never been to Los Angeles. So uh, we packed up all of our stuff. We were there in two days. The day I landed, I, uh, I was supposed to get like a COVID test before I was allowed to see him. Uh, I didn't end up getting one. And I went to the, I went back to the hotel, like to go to sleep because I was tired of shit. I was like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. So I go to sleep and I wake up to my phone ringing and I was like, what the hell? And I answered it and it was Leroy like FaceTiming me. 
and I picked it up. He's like, yo, bro, what you doing? I was like, uh, I was like, dude, I just woke up. Like, I literally just woke up from a nap. I'm tired of shit. He's like, you want to hang out? I was like, sure, bro. What the fuck? He's like, all right, um, give us about like 35 minutes and we'll be there. And uh, I'm just chilling in my hotel room. I get ready. Uh, I walk down from the hotel, like, you know, elevator go down and uh, Leroy pulled up in a, like a bench truck or something. And it's uh, me, him and his friend. I can't remember his name. Uh, but there was someone else there and then we pulled up to uh, his house just like hung out and then after we got done at his house he was like we're gonna go to my producer's house I was like all right chill uh, we hop in the we hop in the car uh, head over there about it I'm just like all right cool. so uh, we go to the door and the elevator like inside of the inside of the house like comes down and it opens up and in Lil Nas K Gold, um, K Beasy, another producer. Uh, I was just like, "What the fuck, dude!" <laughs> like I was not expecting that. And uh, we went up into uh, into their room and just chilled there for like three, four hours or so. And then uh, I went back home. And then the next day, he hit me up again, and we recorded uh, TikToks. That's for, like, crazy. Uh, it's crazy that a guy who you you obviously started listening to his music but all of us have listened to his music in the car and on the radio you know his that song went mm -hmm. trending oh yeah i know i've been listening to him for like uh ever since her go came out on lyrical lemonade was which was like a year or something a year or two ago and uh yeah, that was fire as shit because, like, I was really, like, into his music. And the next thing you know, I got to meet him. And, uh, I was cool as fuck. Yeah, sure. him, personally, personally. him personally picking you up is a dope-ass story. I liked his song Diva when it first came out with Tekka. Mm -hmm. And then, like, ever since then, like, I didn't follow him, obviously, uh, the greatest. But, like, his album dropped and then he went crazy. And then that's cool that um, you really met Lil Nas X. He quoted you in a tweet recently. What was that last week, two weeks ago? He quoted you in a tweet. So like, and then you literally. I, all right, I want you to just talk about this because I haven't heard this story either. How do you, as an 18 year old from Plymouth, Ohio, get to kiss the girl that sang "Party in the USA"? <laughs> okay, this one. This one's weird. Okay, so it was. Uh, it was like. Friday night at like eight o'clock, eight p.m. We were uh, we were in Mansfield. We had just got like we just came out of Walmart or something. I can't remember something like that. But we were sitting there in the car. It was me and uh, my friends, and I get a call from Leroy's management team. I was like, "What the what the fuck, dude? What do they want now?" <laughs> and I uh, I picked it up and they were like, "Hey, Mo, you think you can be here by tomorrow at three p.m.?" I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, that's a big, that you're asking a lot of me, bro. He's like, yeah, I know, but uh, uh, we're going to be doing it. And he's like, okay, so uh, Leroy's dropping a remix of Without You featuring Miley Cyrus. And then he was like, we want you to come down and make some videos with them. I was like, well, fuck yeah, dude. I promise I'll be there. I'm going to go home. I'll figure it out. Um, and we'll get, I'll get to LA, I promise. Uh, so I go home and talk to my mom and uh, I, the only available flight to get to Los Angeles by 3 p.m. was to go from uh, Ohio to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then from Florida to California. That was so bad. That was like nine hours in a plane. But, uh, yeah, I had to leave. I got home from, like, Walmart, like, hanging out with my friends and shit all day. I get home. I have to leave the house at 3 o'clock in the morning just to 
like catch my flight. Like my manager sent me a taxi from Cleveland because we don't have Uber and shit out here. Mm-hmm. So he sent me a taxi from Cleveland. He came and picked me up and then dropped me off at the airport. Uh, I made my flight. It was all good. And then uh, the day I get into town, uh, we set everything up. I, I got to go to Miley Cyrus's house and uh, we get there. And she like comes out to the gate and lets me in. There's like a there's like team there, like people that are recording and everything like that. But uh, we started talking and they were like, does everybody know what the idea is? And I'm like, no one ever told me the idea. I'm literally I just came here to record. No one told me what I'm supposed to be doing or anything. And they like they start explaining the TikTok, and then they're like, yeah, and then you're going to kiss her. I was like, wait, I'm like, hold on. Wait, wait. Am I like pretending to kiss her? Like, is it like an angle thing? And they're like, and then Miley goes, no, kiss me. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So um, we had to record like, like five or six takes of the kiss. So I was, I was in heaven for a solid, for a solid 10 minutes. You know, I felt like a Pokemon, like evolving. I wasn't nervous. I don't know. It's weird. After I met like Leroy and uh, Lil Nas X and Young Gravy and everybody like that it's kind of just like I mean obviously I thought it was cool but I wasn't like I don't know I wasn't like overly nervous because it's just like it's like I've, I've done before kind I don't know star, kind of starstruck weird once you meet like a couple famous people it's just like okay uh where so you kind of like had that starstruck feeling it's kind of like left the room What are you facing out? Oh, you're fine. Oh, oh. can you hear me now? I can't hear. You. Wait, I can't hear you. Wait, hold on. Say something. Can you hear me now, Keegan? Yeah, we're good. All we're right. Good now. Um, like the starstruck feeling has that kind of left the room meeting Lil Nas X and uh, Young Gravy and the kid Leroy. Yeah. I see yeah, kinda. I see what you mean. So I don't. I mean, I, don't I, get me wrong. It's still really cool. It's really fucking cool. It's just like I don't get like that, like holy fucking shit feeling anymore. Like that's kind of gone. Yeah, I get what you mean. I I totally understand what you mean now. So uh, obviously you're making bread off these videos and off TikTok. So when they call you at random times and ask you to fly out to LA, is that on your own dime? Like you're just doing that based? No. No. No, they pay for it. Okay, I, I, that was just a, that was kind of like a weird question because like it's like them asking that's asking a lot for you to drop everything that you have going on to just fly out to LA on your own dime. Yeah. So I didn't know if you did that, building up your own brand or. So who is one group? It doesn't have to be from LA. Who is like one group or a certain person that you want to like do a collab with? Oh man, um, shit. <laughs> that's you put me on the spot here i don't know um it would be cool to like collab with mr beast i think that'd be pretty cool oh that's yeah mr beast is a, a definitely a household name when you come to kids who i didn't know if like you were a big nelk guy or uh um yeah kind of but i think mr beast would be like the you know the holy grail of people that i would want right, to meet with if mr beast is listening to this podcast or ever listens to this podcast folks <laughs> who wants to collab no. yes sir i want to eat some grand 
if you're listening, give me 20 grand. Fuck. <laughs> so I'm joking. Who no, is I'm... the most, who's the most famous person that you have met or has recognized you before you even introduce yourself? Um, probably Miley Cyrus, um, MGK. You've met MGK? Uh, MG... Uh, no, I have not met him, but like in person, but he, um, was talking like to one of my friends who's like, he's in like the music scene, like he signed to a label and they were talking and stuff. And, uh, MGK was, uh, he was trying to fig figure out who he was going to pay to like promote his song. And MGK was like, yo, we need to get that King Moksu dude. He's funny as fuck. I thought that was pretty cool. Like I haven't that, met him yet, is... but uh i does know who i am and that's kind of cool that is very cool that's very cool that he said your name specifically to like promote a song i think that is very, yeah i think that's very cool now when we talk about you being kind of viral at i'm guessing you're 18 years old but being viral at 18 like how is that like is that everything that people dream of is that everything that's built up to be or is it, does it get annoying at times for you? You seem like a very outgoing person, so I find it hard for you to think that it's annoying. But, like, some people do get, it seems like some celebrities do get pestered by it. So how is it being a guy who obviously wasn't well-known by anyone outside of the school to being a guy who is literally known by a lot of people in this country who have TikTok? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really find it annoying at all. I think that I think anytime that someone comes up to me, it's really cool. I love that feeling, like people coming up to me in public or like asking for pictures and stuff. I don't feel like that'll ever get annoying. You know, I if it wasn't for the people that you know follow me and like ask for the pictures and stuff, I wouldn't be in the position that I am. So um, that would be kind of stupid to get mad at people for that. Uh, only thing that I would say kind of gets annoying is uh, when people like try to use you or ask you for things. It's like, I mean. I'm trying to be nice about it. Like, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll help people out and stuff. But like, if like, they're constantly like, if someone you've never talked to, or you haven't talked to in years, like come up and like, ask you for things and stuff. It's really annoying. But that's really the only really downside I can think of. I mean, I don't know. I enjoy every second of it. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. No, this has like been my, this has been my dream job since I was like 11 years old. Like, I used to do YouTube and stuff like, twitch i did everything to try to like blow up somehow like anything that you can think of i've done it like social media wise so this was the one thing that finally like stuck and it's my dream and uh i just want to turn it into something bigger you know and you can't turn it into like something bigger if you're not like working hard constantly and if you're not uh you know thinking the people that got you into the position that you're in you know no, you seem like a very outgoing and individual. And I didn't think that kind of knowing based off of how you were that it would annoy you in the slice. And I actually have on the one of my questions that you came out with a video saying like to people that see you in public, like, don't be scared to come up to me and to talk to me. What kind of give you that attitude? Just because you kind of like, not so much like you like the attention, but like you are a very outgoing person and are willing to do that stuff and talk to people and answer questions like that. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I love every part of that. Like, uh, that was one of the reasons that I wanted to, like, start social media. It's not even because, like, you know, because, like, an ego thing. I just really think it's cool that, like, people, you know, recognize me and, like, I don't know. I, I love it. I don't know. 
I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Now, where did the whole rapping idea come out with? Because you started, you produced a couple songs, and you actually had a good tweet I saw on your Twitter before we had this interview about how you said you didn't think that a SoundCloud rapper should be degrading at all. And I personally, I have the same thought because even though some people flop, everyone has to start somewhere. Even if it's a SoundCloud or even if it's me pumping out these YouTube videos and only has a couple views of video, like everyone has to start somewhere. So how do you, and I, I really respect you saying, how does SoundCloud rappers have a bad label to it? So where did the whole music idea come from and how did your, what's your attitude on people degrading a SoundCloud rapper or people who are just starting out in something? Um, Like, I don't know if you know this, but I've been doing music for like, the whole reason I started TikTok in the first place was because this is going to sound stupid but it was to try to promote my music and I, like if you go back to my old videos it was me trying to promote my music and stuff and then i was like you know what hold up hold the phone what i need to do is i need to build up a fan base even if it's like 20k just something so i can go somewhere with that i knew you used to rap when, in high school i knew you used to rap i've i've heard stories and i've witnessed at volleyball games that you used to rap so i did know a little bit but like i didn't know like there's a whole difference between rapping in the bleachers of the volleyball game and actually getting music produced on apple music so i know that i knew a little bit of the background but like i didn't know if like you are taking this serious and you're actually wanting to be an artist or if it was kind of like a dick around thing i didn't know where you wanted to go with it I definitely want to do music, but honestly, this time, I don't know what direction I want to go. Like, I want to try, I want to experiment. I want to do, like, melodic stuff, like, hard rap. I want to do, like, rock. I want to try everything, honestly. Yeah, so that's kind of, like, where I'm going to wrap this uh, interview up is, what is your, what's King Moksu's next step? Is it, are you going to start, like, trying to do vlogs? Are you still going to, are you going to grind that content creator kind of vibe? Like, where is your next step moving to L.A.? My next step is to experiment and do everything I possibly can. Like, uh, I just recorded this YouTube video with uh, me, my friend B. Dave. He's from, like, Josh Richard, Bryce Hall's vlogs and stuff. I uh, recorded a video with him and then a couple other of my friends. Uh, what we did was we rented a U-Haul and uh, we opened a restaurant in the back of the U-Haul. It was just like, it was us four. We uh, set up a table and four chairs and we're all white. And then we uh, put spaghetti on the table, like a shit ton of spaghetti and red wine. And we had someone like drive the U-Haul and like whip the U-Haul around to like try to like fling it around when we were trying to eat. Uh, I think the video the video is gonna be real gonna be releasing in a couple of days. Uh, I really want to get into like YouTube stunts and just like uh, just videos like that. Uh, all types of YouTube videos. Uh, I want to start live streaming on Twitch. Um, I'm gonna be doing more music. I actually am working on a song with a, a rapper that went like really viral on TikTok. Uh, do you know that song that goes like, who are you? Yes, sir. I am whatever that song is. Yeah, that I was a song that like, went really viral. Uh, I have a song that I'm going to be working on with him. Um, I've got some stuff. Oh, I'm going to be making some YouTube videos with uh, the kid, the Roy's brother. And like, we're going to be making some like public pranks and stuff. Um, music is definitely going to be a thing I want to do. I'm going to try to incorporate music into some of my YouTube videos. Like, uh, 
you'll have to see how, but it's going to be funny. I'm going to always try to keep like the, the com the comedic like effect on all of my videos, but, uh, some things, you know, just want to experiment, but it's always going to be comedic. Now in LA, are you more recognized around here or like around LA, like walking the streets of LA? Cause I saw you saw the guy with the short neck. I saw you took a picture with him. So are you recognized <laughs> very well over in LA? Uh, I feel I'm very I'm recognized by like uh by like create other creators and stuff a lot out there, like other creators will see me and know who I am. Um, oh something funny that happened. Uh, do you know like call me Carson? Mm-hmm. I know he's into stuff, but uh, originally my TikTok name was Call Me Not So Carson because people said I looked like a fat Call Me Carson. I thought it was funny, so I just ran with the meme. And uh, then like stuff happened with him. And he got like canceled, and I changed my name um oh i did to see king roksu and yeah yeah and I did there's see this you guy that like his friends his friends with yeah you released a tiktok yeah, yeah, about yeah. that yeah i did see that so how do you deal with yeah. like like okay his, uh, i saw oh no you can keep going oh i was just gonna say like one of i was at a party uh it was at paris hilton's old house like it was a big like mansion party and uh someone came to me and was like yo call me not so carson what's up bro i didn't even like think about it i was just like yo what's up dude and then i went up to him later and i didn't realize this but it's like it was ted uh ted navision and jay slat who are like friends with uh call me carson and they came up and like recognized me as call me not so carson i thought that was funny yeah so like I saw a a comment of someone put and I, this this obviously probably happened to you, but I saw a comment that a girl put that you need to get a gym and you said that you need to wear more makeup. So like how do you deal with negative comments like that? Obviously you are a pretty positive person. So how do you deal with negative comments like that and people trying to bring you down? Because obviously you are not an individual that's hard or not hard to miss on the streets of Boulevard, the streets of LA. Like you're a pretty taller yeah. kid you're pretty it's a larger stature kid so you are not hard to miss so how do you deal with the negative comments like that and people just randoms at their own house trying to degrade you well people that are just trying to degrade you sometimes you just gotta you just gotta show them like hey there might be something wrong with me but you're complete you're not an angel either you're fucking you need some help too so like you know i try to whenever people leave hate comments i usually ignore them but if it's like something that i think it's like really funny i'll like reply to it like with uh with the comment just roasting them back i don't know it's funny some bitches need to be put in their place they're like come on you are you're not that pretty come on i might be fat but you're not that pretty (laughs) so to wrap up this interview i usually ask a lot of people this when we don't talk about sports um so you were obviously one kid who had to take a step uh in the right direction and go for this whole thing and obviously it's panning out for you well i was one of those people who hesitated on doing this whole podcasting and doing uh, i have my own blog chriscorner.com and i i hesitated doing that because i i was scared of what people thought about me so what is some advice mm-hmm. you would tell someone right now whether they're 20 25 15 10 to step up take a step of foot in their dreams and like What's someone or what's something you would tell? What's a piece of advice that you would tell someone uh, that's kind of scared, that's nervous to start something because they are scared of mm. um, failure or scared of what, others, what other people would think about them? What's something that you would tell someone about that? 
All right, guys. So uh, if you haven't seen my content, I embarrass the fuck out of myself every single day. Um, you just got to if you want to do something and it's like your dream to do something, if you never take the step to actually attempt to do it, nothing's going to come out of it. Like whether it takes off or it flops, you're never going to know unless you put your foot in the door and actually go through with doing and as for the fact of, you know, being like embarrassed of what people might think, I used to be the same way. And then I just learned to not give a fuck and focus on myself. I was like, I want to follow my dreams. I'm not going to let what people think about me, me try and follow my dreams. And as you can see, I'm, I'm fucking living them. And you could too, if you just put in the effort and put in the time to attempt to do what you want to do and if people want to make fun of you or whatever just like you'll have the you'll have the proof that like at least i'm working for something you know at least i'm fucking putting in the effort to do something and if you do end up like me and you do end up like you know blowing up or whatever you'll be able to you know hold on to that you'll be like like you're always gonna remember it. like even if my account died tomorrow and i lost everything i would still have the memories of Hey, remember that one time I fucking chased my dreams and I made it come true. And like, it's going to be something you're going to remember for the rest of your life. So don't let people hold you back from doing what you want to do. That's awesome, man. That That's great. That's the best. Actually, I'll give you, I'll give you my honesty. I've asked three different people on different interviews. That same question. That was the best answer that you could give. Keegan, I know you as Keegan, but King Moksu on TikTok, 3 million followers. Follow him if you haven't already. Um, Instagram, King Moksu. Same thing. King Moksu official, verified. So thank you, Keegan, for joining me. This is this was fun. This mm -hmm. was a fun conversation to have. I hope you do. I wish you the best of luck in LA. For sure, bro. Uh, it was it was great talking to you, man. All right, guys. You too, man. Thank you thank so you. much. Yep. Thanks for jumping on the show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 13 of Crest Corner. Uh, King Moksu, give him a follow and wishing the best of luck going to LA in a month. Can't wait to see what you do, man. For sure, bro. You keep grinding out that podcast and shit, too. All Promise right, thanks, me. Man. This Krebs Corner, the ball is in your court. Swish.